everybody. I just got, you know, if you've ever watched Critical Role, you know how at, like, after every break, what they try to do is try to make Matt Mercer laugh as they're coming out of the intro. You stir. Oh. We didn't even make two minutes. How dare you? (laughs) No. Hey, I said David. David's fine. David's fine. I'm lightheaded. Oh, God. <laughs> I think it's what fine. And, and, it five times in a row. <laughs> and if you need to, you can bleep it. We'll grab more ducks. <laughs> anyway, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Crystal City, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast. I am your Dungeon Master, Riku. Uh, if you ever want to find me on social media where you can hear all of this stuff uncensored, come follow me as Pup Riku or Puppy Riku on any of the social medias. You can also find me here on the Vibe Tribe and a bunch of other games. I also DM the Academy, as well as play in Brave New Wilds, A Walk Among Gods, and Tavern Tales. I almost screwed that up. Make sure to come back and listen to the rest of ours. But today we are here with the Crystal City and the fanatic, fantastic, and weirdness that will go on with it. But of course, I can't do this without my players. So let's reintroduce you to our players, starting with... Casey, this time. Hi, everyone. My name is Casey. I'm playing... Who am I playing? <laughs> I'm playing your Dorset. And this, again, is my first season. And glad to be back for my second session. Or something like that, anyway. Thanks. Fantastic. And next up, we have Josh. Hello, everyone. I am Josh H. I will be playing Kathira. You can find me on social media at The Questing Cast. Mostly just YouTube these days. Cool. And what character are you playing again? Kathira. Kathira. Yes, our Warforged Sorcerer. Next up, we, who is in the middle of a drink, I'll let him finish that drink. There we go. Next up is Kilt. Good evening, everyone. I, of course, am Kiltman42, the ever-so-chaotic one. <clears throat> you can find me pretty much everywhere as Kiltman42, and my character is the Dish Pit Acolyte Sauté. Fantastic. And we might see Saute in in his cooking action very soon. And finally, we have the mad lad himself, Mikey. Oh, boy. Hello, everyone. This is Mikey, the proprietor and founder of Vibe Tribe Productions. You can follow me all over the social medias at Pop Culture Geek, or you can follow us collectively at Vibe Tribe Productions, where you're going to want to give us a follow to stay up to date on all the season two goodness, as well as to check out some of our season one stuff as well, because we got a lot of things going on and there's a little something for everybody, as we like to say. But I am happy to be in the player seat tonight. This is going to be very interesting. And I, of course, am finally excited to bring Ambrose, the Eladrin cleric, to the forefront of the story. I'm excited. I can't wait to use my Tempest cleric stuff. It's going to be great. Yes. All right. So last we joined this cast, it was session. Actually, before I get into that, first off, as you can hear, we are down two players, both Chris and Shiro, Dakota, could not make it tonight, unfortunately, due to other happenings in their lives. So we wish them both the best, hope they're doing well, and they'll be back next time here on the Crystal City. But for tonight, we are able to play with these four lovely characters and probably have one or two of you roll for for those other two characters for certain parts. But we'll get to that when we get to that. Last time we met was session one, where we met all of your characters working at the inn. And 
each of your individual responsibilities, including Saute's work in the kitchen, as he was asked to devise a new dish for the restaurant and was suggested to say to head up over to Co to the Dinsing Market, a night market, where he may be able to find some really great ingredients for this new dish. He dragged along his adventuring party where they did a little shopping, checked out some of the sites, and realized that there was a little bit of a shenaniganry going on in this market. Specifically a feud between two families. And what exactly is going on? Yeah, who knows. But to find out a little bit more information, our lovely adventure party needs to get a little bit more well-known. And the best way to do that is to participate in the market games. And that is where we pick up today. As the sun sets and the lights and the sights of the market come to life, you all stand in the center of this market, essentially, where you are surrounded by three pretty large tents. The first tent, you hear, all, from all three of them, you hear crowds, you hear people shouting, you hear the sounds of music, the sounds of objects being thrown about. I think in one of them, you actually even see almost like a fireball blast out of it. That fireball specifically came from one of the games, the Arun Family Pepper Challenge. One of the other games you one of the other games you hear it going on, you hear the sounds of swords and chopping, as you hear from the battle prawn challenge. And the other the third tent is very quiet, very subtle. And then every once in a while will erupt into a roar of celebration or the sounds of awes of defeat. As you see, that one is the hide-and-seek challenge. Now, these challenges go on throughout the night, so you have... You can visit them in any order, you can... and whatnot, so you will just have to wait your turn, technically. But, I'll ask it to you, which of the games would you like to participate in first? Are there any four-man games right off the bat? So, all of the games... Is four at minimum, so you all can participate in all of the games. Only one of the games is is a maximum of four people, in which in this case we'll just have Steve and Seal sit out for this. Yeah, which which game do you want to check out first? Peppers. Peppers. Oh, either that or yes. Okay, peppers. Peppers, <laughs> then prawns, and then y'all can play hide and seek because I I uh. peppers it is then. All right. So you head over to the Arun Family Pepper Challenge, and one of the assistants there is dressed in, is a human dressed in like a red and green uniform, and welcomes you to the tent and asks if you'd like to participate. Okay. Would all four of you like to participate? Oh, most definitely. All six of you. Wonderful. If you come with me, we'll get you all set up. This round is just about to end, so you're, you'll be up next. You are brought back to almost like a holding room and where you are given a bib, essentially to wear during it like any eating contest would. And the assistant will out goes ahead and outlines the rules. So 
when you go up there, you'll be seated at a table that has a basket full of peppers, two large, or several, I should say, pitchers of milk with cups as well. Now, what you essentially have to do is this game is played in three rounds. Each round, you will pick a pepper randomly from the basket and eat it. As long as you can go all three rounds without grabbing a glass of milk or leaving the table, you win. And this is individual. You're not competing against each other. You are, it's either individually, you all win. Some of you might win. You all might lose. Who knows? It's just how well can you stand the heat? Sound good? Now, I will tell you, the only big rule is no violence, no magic. Oh man. No, I'm just kidding. Sound good? Yes. All right. And as he says, all right. You hear the cheers as the last group finishes, and you are brought up on stage where you are, as you are brought on, you hear the crowd applauding, uh, applauding you just for participating. They're excited to see this. They're excited to see what happens. And you see the square table with a massive basket of colorful peppers and the pitchers of milk. Welcome, challengers, to the Arun Family Pepper Challenge, shouts a bombastic announcer standing near the table and wearing a red pepper-themed costume. I am your host, the Arun. Is everybody ready to greet the heat? And the entire crowd just goes wild with this. They are excited for this, for this challenge. V goes on to explain the rules again for the audience and make sure that you are all ready to participate. And when he sits there and goes, all right, if everyone is ready, let's begin. Now, I am going to have each of you roll initiative. This will determine the order in which you will, in which you will go in. And. Uh, I got an 11. <laughs> All right. Let me pull up my initiative counter. I got an 8. So let's see here. That is a dirty 20. All right. And I just need door sets. Sorry, I was actually pushing the initiative button and said there was no active battle. So I have to push a d20 instead. Sorry. Uh, sorry about that. Well, I think that was the wrong dice. Yeah, that was a D12. <laughs> there we go. So that's six plus your... Let's see here. Seven. Yeah, that's a seven. All right, so... The order is going to be Kythera, Ambrose, Saute, Dorset, and then we'll go Seal, and then Steve. Sound good? Sounds good. Here's Now, here is how we're going to do it in terms of D&D. Eat, on each of your turns, you are going to roll a D10, and that'll determine which pepper you end up eating. Some of these peppers have special properties to them, and I will explain that when it happens. Either way, unless I, it's a pepper that specific, specifically says you don't have to, you will then roll a constitution saving throw. 
depending on how well you do on that throw will determine what happens to you, whether you survive it or something happens. Oh, great. Sound good? I'm ready. All right, Kythera, go ahead and roll that D10. See, that's a one. All right. You go ahead, you grab one. It's a red pepper, a little bit of an odd shape for a pepper. You go ahead and you pop it into your mouth and you bite into it. It's what not a pepper. Strange experience. Yeah. But well, even I, I wouldn't know. I've never yeah. had pepper before. <laughs> but even with your warforged knowledge, you know that this one isn't a pepper. This is just a cherry tomato. You don't need to make a saving throw for this one. So that's one for you. I've bested your challenge. Ah, you still got two more rounds. We'll see what happens. If all peppers are like that, this will be easy. <laughs> oh, just you wait. All right. Next up was Ambrose. Go ahead and roll that D10. <laughs> That's a two. That's a two. All right. This pepper tastes like your normal, just standard pepper off the shelf. Go ahead and roll me a constitution saving throw. Okay. This is this should be fun. Eleven. <laughs> Eleven. You're able to withstand the heat from the pepper. Perfectly fine. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> so you have no other effects, and you're good on to the next round. Saute, your turn. Tis my turn. Oops. Almost <laughs> dropped it off the desk. I shall be rolling. It is a 10. It's a 10? All right. This pepper is black. Like, deep black. You know what? I'm going to actually have you roll your constitution saving throw first before I explain this pepper. <laughs> That's a good we, sign. Sante, we, we hardly knew ye. <laughs> my flavor. He was killed by a very hot pepper. Eleven. <laughs> Eleven. All right. You bite into this pepper and the spite spice is intense. You feel, even with your palate, you feel the tears welling up in your eyes with how hot this pepper is and how much it is burning. And as you can look through the tears, you, for an instant, every other participant's face looks like a skull to you. But you are able to hold back just enough to keep yourself from quitting. Because you did fail this roll, on your next saving throw, it will be with disadvantage. Ooh. Okay? By the saints, I take this Holy Communion once more. You don't <laughs> look too good, Sate. Shut it. All right. Next up, we have Dorset. An eight. Okay. Y y this pepper is a bright orange. It almost has a, almost a sunsetty type coloration to it. It's also very flat. And as you bite into it, you feel as the heat is pretty, pretty strong. And you feel it almost like pulsing. It's coming and going and coming and going almost like waves. Perfect. I am going to need you to make two consecutive constitution saving throws with this weapon, with this pepper. 14, all right. And a second one. Oh! Eight. Okay. 
you're feeling this heat constantly just hitting you and it just feels like it's just punching and punching with each piece of heat you're able to withstand it enough but but you're pretty affected by it so you will have disadvantage on the next saving throw thank you i thought the ladders would protect me but not this time (laughs) yep all right who wants to roll for seal me (laughs) all right go ahead Roll a roll a d10 for seal. Cool. Alrighty. And that is going to be a five. A five. He bites into the pepper. The pepper also looks very similar to the one that that you had, Ambrose. Very plain, very common type pepper. Definitely could feel some of the heat from it. Go ahead and roll the constitution saving throw. For him, it for Seal, it is a D20 plus 6. Of course he has. Of course. <laughs> He's proficient in constitution saving throws, so. Yeah. Yo, okay. I would like to apologize to Dakota for what's about <laughs> to go down. I don't. Uh, that's going to be a... No, it might be okay. It's a 13. <laughs> it's a 13. All I right. rolled that low. <laughs> Yeah, he's able to withstand it just fine. It's oh, he can definitely feel the heat. This I should say the acidity with it, being that he is a slime. But he's able to get through it just fine. No real issue. All right, who wants to roll for Steve? Fine, I'll be the bad guy then. <laughs> All right, fine. All right, so let's so let me roll a d10 okay. real quick. This is going to be another five. Go ahead and roll his constitution. His is d20 plus four. All right, so plus four. He got a natural 20. <laughs> oh, shit. Plus four for 24. <laughs> yeah, so he sees, he he picks one up, again, very similar to Ambrose and Seals. And on both of your faces, he can see that he's a, you are feeling at least some of the heat. He's eating it, and he's just, the fuck are y'all looking bothered about? This is... You sure this is a pepper? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and on that one, you hear the you hear a ring of a bell as everybody cheers as you passed the first round. V comes on the microphone, comes on the announcement, and goes, "Let's give it up for round one of four hour the four hour contestants. They're doing a real good job. A couple of sting peppers seen, but let's see what they do this next round." As he goes ahead and takes the basket away and replaces it with a brand new basket. Kythera, go ahead and roll a roll a d10. Where do you got? I am not worried. Let's roll a d10. That's a one again. <laughs> Last time that worked out pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you you dip in and you happen to have just the, the enough skill. To pick out one that looked very similar to the one that you just had as you bite into it. And even your Warforged senses are able to know it's just a cherry tomato. No, I really think peppers are overrated. Damn! You know, too... It is a privilege to be a construct. (laughs) All right. Ambrose, you're up. All righty, let's see what we got this time. (laughs) That's going to be a 10... That going to be a 10. All right, go ahead and roll your constitution saving throw. That's going to be a 14. 14. 
All right. You bite into this deep black pepper and you don't even get ha- your teeth halfway through it before you start feeling the heat. You, your eyes well up in tears. You, If people would see your face beating red, you look around and just like before, everyone's face looked like skulls for an instant. But you hold on as long as you can until that heat settles down. So you are able to remain at the table, but you do have disadvantage on your next roll. My mouth is on fire. My mouth is on fire. (laughs) Sauté. Go ahead and roll a d10. Tis time for me to take another Holy Communion. I roll a one. Ah. Whack. (laughs) You bring your confidence back up and you grab a pepper from the thing. And it's a perfectly round pepper as you bite into it, and it's a cherry tomato. So, the you... saints are in my flavor. You hear everybody, oh, when they realize what it was, knowing that you had an entertaining one last <laughs> effect last time. <laughs> Good job. Good roll. All right. Dorset, roll a d10. A six. Mon ice cream. Ooh. Okay. You bite into this pepper, it's hot, but it's also delicious. This is the, for some reason, the best tasting pepper you have ever tasted. It is fantastic. Gonna have you roll your your constitution saving throw. However, because of this specific pepper, you don't get your disadvantage anymore. It took away your disadvantage. Oh yeah, with a nine, with a nineteen plus whatever is yours, it's twenty two. Oh yeah, you're sitting there with I'm echoing. Okay, you're sitting there and you're biting into this pepper and you're just enjoying it like with all of your being. It's hot, but it's sweet. It's just the perfect taste you would ever have. So, yeah, you get through this really well. You see the audience is giggling at your reactions as you're just sitting there enjoying it as you're, you're, a you're a water genasi, right? Yeah. You're like waving back and forth and like spouts of water, like popping off of you as you wave past and forth. All right. Who wants to roll for seal? Yeah, <laughs> Mikey. Let's do this. Go ahead and roll the D10. All righty. Here we go. So the D10 is going to be four. A four. All right. It looks like he's picking up a pretty standard pepper. Normal amount of heat, normal type of look. Go ahead and roll constitution. Again, it's a plus six. Dirty 20, 14 plus six. Dirty 20. Yeah, he's just chomping it down. You see the bits of pepper going through them, going through him. You see a little bit of heat radiating from them, but nothing really too spectacular. I think a lot of people are watching seal eat these peppers and it's just almost like a uh, almost like a pepper lava lamp as it goes oh my god the heat radiates from the senses in inside him all right who is rolling for steve let's get this gravy train rolling yep all right (laughs) that is gonna be a six a six all right he goes in and he goes ahead and bites into the pepper. He seems shocked by the flavor. And it's almost like this psychic connection between him and Dorset 
as they realized they both had very similar peppers with the sweetness, with the tastiness of the pepper. Go ahead and roll the constitution saving throw. His is a plus four. Nine plus four for 13. All right. Dorset, as you're watching Steve take this pepper, you can see that the he's feeling more of the heat than the sweetness than that you did. But he's sitting there, he's smiling, he's enjoying it just fine. So he passes that just fine as the crowd erupts into another applause round two. V looks at he goes, looks at everybody as, ooh, this mighty bunch did a little bit better this time. Let's see if their luck holds up with our final round. As he takes the basket away and replaces it with one brand new basket. He's switching them out just to make sure that if you figured out where all the peppers are in that last basket, you won't figure them out in this one. All right. Kythera, your final pepper. This should be easy. Eight. Eight. All right. You go ahead and you pop this flat, sunsetty type pepper into your mouth as... And as a Warforged, you don't really have taste buds, but you can feel the metal kind of heating in your mouth, like a little bit more than you are normally used to. I will need you to make two consecutive constitution saving throws. It's a dirty 20. All right. An 18. All right. Yeah, you're tasting Here this. is the pepper god. Yeah, you're able to take this pepper down even with the waves of heat. It almost reminds you of the forage as you're feeling that pulsing heat in your mouth. Yeah, you pass through it just fine. And as you finish the pepper, everyone gives you a huge round of applause for being the uh, for winning the challenge. Ambrose, you are up. Go ahead and roll a d10. Nine. <laughs> Nine. All right. Before I tell you what this one does. Go ahead and roll your saving throw. Constitution saving throw. At disadvantage. <laughs> At disadvantage, yeah. Oh, uh, what the hell? That was a natural 20. Okay. Okay, that's not terrible. That's going to be a total of 18. 18. All right. Dang it. So you take this bright red pepper. And you take a bite out of it and you feel as the heat is starting to just well up more and more in your mouth. You feel yourself almost give a burp and you are able to hold yourself from letting it out. And as you breathe out, you see everyone can see smoke coming out of your mouth as the heat subsides just fine. As you pass that one. Gesundheit. <laughs> I should say, as you just pass that one. Barely. I'll Barely. tell you more about that. Depending on what happens, else happens, I'll tell you more about that pepper later. But everyone applauds Ambrose for winning the challenge and making it through round three. Saute! May the science of flavor ever be in my flavor. I rolled a three. You rolled a three. All right. You take you take a pepper out. It's a yellow pepper. You take a bite into it, and you and this feels pretty familiar to you. Go ahead and roll your constitution. 
This one's not at a disadvantage, is it? It is not. No. A 10. A 10 total? 10 total. All right. You, with your refined palate, this feels like one of the just standard shelf peppers that you are accustomed to using in many recipes and many recipes around the world. This one seems a little bit more top shelf as the heat's coming through a lot more than many some of maybe like regular supermarket peppers might. But your palate's able to take this one perfectly fine as you give a big old smile and everyone cheers. Saute has passed this challenge. By the saints of flavor, I have finished this pepper. The Holy Communion is complete. I need to go take a shit. <laughs> nope, don't get up from the table yet. Okay, fine. Alright, door set. You're up. Nine. 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 Go ahead and roll your roll the constitution saving throw first. Alright. Thirteen. Or you Yes, sixteen. Alright. So you you take this pepper and you too feel the heat as it's swelling up inside you, welling up in your head. You you try to hold back. And as you let your breath out, a plume of fire comes out of your mouth as a flamethrower. My watery mouth. Steam. Your head starts boiling. (laughs) Like, literally boiling. So normally, I would give you disadvantage on your next throw. But, being that this is the last pepper, you still pass! Because you're able to hold yourself down from taking any of that milk or getting up or doing anything. You just put on a huge show for everybody. However, because with this specific pepper, because you technically, you did fail the saving throw. But you still were able to survive. But the effect of failing this is that the next person has disadvantage. Which means sorry, Seal will have disadvantage on his next roll. Oh, lovely. <laughs> so go ahead, roll seals d10. Figure cool. out what, what pepper. <laughs> they got a one. <laughs> Listen, man, it's not my fault. The dice said so. <laughs> he, so put, like, shocked by the fire that's just flumed in his head. His hand kind of hits the, hits the basket as Pepper kind of flops out of it and rolls over to him. And he just decides to take that one next. As you see, as it crushes and the tomato cherry tomato paste goes through his body. No need to make a save on that. But You're Seal, welcome, Dakota. <laughs> but Seal did pass the challenge. And last up, we have Steve. All right, Steventon, let's see what happens with you. Oh, Steventon, that is going to be a four. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and roll his saving throw. A dirty 20. All right. Yeah, this is a a this is a green pepper and a very normal looking pepper tastes just like it does on any sandwich. And again, he's y'all are wimps at some of these. Wow. As if he's got and he gets through it like it's nothing. And the gets up and goes, we have six winners! 
as everyone cheers for all of you for passing, for all six of you for passing the challenge. If at any, if you can take notes somewhere, you all gain one point of renown. Okay, I'll put that in my notes. Yep, just keep track of that. But yeah, you all pass, and we got to see every pepper, which is awesome. So, I, I was worried we weren't going to see all the peppers, but we you did. Yeah, there's the one was a dud. Two through five are the common pepper, which was a DC 10. Six and seven were the sweet heat pepper, which is DC 12, which is the one where you if you had disadvantage, you don't anymore. Eight was the burning waves, DC 16. Nine was the flamethrower, DC 18. And 10 was the Skull Face Pepper, DC 20. You, in order to lose this challenge, you would have had to fail your roll by 10 or more. So yeah, you all, but you all survived. Well done. All right. So V gets you all up. He takes you to the back, back area. He hands you all a coupon. You each get, it's like, I'm going to say like a 50 gold coupon for their shop for winning. And he goes, well done to all of you. You did a fantastic job. And for some folks who are a bit unfamiliar to us, it's good to have visitors participate in all of these. Thank you, V. I will see you at your shop soon. I need more ingredients. Oh, we can't wait to, to be able to serve you. As this was a very interesting experience. How do you get the peppers out of you? Oh, I guess organic, folks. It just comes out naturally. I don't know how it works with your kind. Oh, and Kathira just looks worried. Don't worry. I promise we'll look at your chest cavity later. <laughs> As you are hanging out and talking with V, all of a sudden you hear a a sort of ruckus going on back in the main part of the market. And over by Tiedmo's shop, you just see persimmons just being pelted and raining on their shop, seemingly coming from nowhere. Everyone is, they're unharmed. They're a bit battered and covered in persimmons juice. And it's pretty much everywhere, but yeah. Uh, that kind of just happened. <laughs> it so, would be persimmons. Sorry. It would be persimmons. Persimmon? Presumptuous? That's the word presumptuous of us to not give chase and find out. After. Yes. So for clarification, you said we saw this or we're just hearing about it? You hear a bit of ruckus, and I'm going to assume at some point you go ahead and see what it's all about. And you just see persimmons flying in at, at that booth, seemingly from nowhere. That was going to be my question. Do we see what's being thrown at? Do we see who is throwing these persimmons at them? You do not. Oh, great. We're dealing with invisible creatures. That should be a hoot. Where is your accent from? <laughs> I just decided it now. <laughs> We're changing our accents. Warforged friend, do you do that? There was an echo. Warforged friend, do you do that? 
I can. Uh, most of the time I talk like this. Most intriguing. By the way, as a side note, I may or may not be switching accents because I'm not very good at holding on to one for long and might go between different ones. <laughs> okay. I will so, always bring that up. After it all dies down, Tianmo is covered in persimmon juice. She goes off to go get changed and wash off. You see there's juice everywhere. What do you do? Or do you go back to the games? We must get mm. to the very pit of this issue. Just no, pat. No just, one just pats of the issue. It's just pat saute. It's just like, that'll do pig. That'll do. Have pits? Is that a thing? The fruit. They probably do. <laughs> I think so. Science teacher mode activate. Be <laughs> Let me look this up. Y'all continue. All right. I'm getting fact checked by one of my play friends. What's that players? I'm like, wait, I'm not DMing. Is this still going on? No, it's died down at this point. It's pretty much persimmons have stopped. There's just juice dripping everywhere. Tianmo is going, went off back to go get changed and clean off. Anybody around? There's other vendors. V also joined y'all to see what the commotion was about. I'll ask one of the vendors. will be like, has that happened often? One of them speaks up and says, oh, yeah, these disturbances cause quite a commotion. They happen all the time. It's, it's quite annoying, to be honest. Raining of invisible persimmons. Yeah, it's not the first time. That's curious. Yeah, the between Tienmo's booth and Zongudin's booth, whatever is going on between the two of them, it's uh, starting to frustrate a bunch of us. So you figure that it's just... Hmm? Oh, uh... We really haven't seen anyone who has specifically done it, but they've had such a rivalry they might be doing to each other. I don't know. This does have a seed of mystery to it. There you, you go. Hear, you hear V, who's run up there with y'all, give a chuckle behind y'all. You need to come back a lot more often. I think you'd give some great entertainment around here. I will be back often. Hopefully, Chef... Request me to go on a grand quest for more ingredients for more food. Ah, maybe I'll join you on. I'll, maybe I'll see you on any of your on any of your quests. After all, I'm not going to be around here too much more often. I'm actually moving soon. That is quite unfortunate to hear, letter friend. I ah. hope that your move is safe. I do, too. I'm getting married. Congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're heading out and going to live with my wife-to-be. So, I'm gonna miss this place a lot, but... Then, my friend, if you need my holiness experience, I will be as most pleased to flavor your wedding. Oh, most definitely. I'll make sure to find a way for you to contact us. But I must be going now. Gotta see if there's another group down at the challenge. May your holy communion be blessed by the saints and have a great evening. You too. Enjoy the rest of the show. Yes. As May you have... Say that again, sorry. You cut off. May you have flavorful... Yeah, you're, cu yeah, you're cutting off a bunch. Sorry. All right. Shall we head back to the games? To the games.
back to the game. Let's go. All right. I want to go beat a prawn. Y'all want to go beat up prawns? prawns let's go beat prawns. up prawns. It beats up all the prawns. <laughs> all right. Just want to make sure you can see the map. Can you see the map? I can see the map. All right. So you head up to this large tent and what in front of you with the two bleachers on either side, you also see you also see two giant walks over flames, two tables for preparation and for with piles of beans on it. And you see a very large tank of water with some shadowy figures moving about in it. As you get to there, advertisements for Sid's, Sid Squid's Trusty Leak, who sponsors Battle Prawns, the Shrimpening. Seriously? Now, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> even kidding. I'm not even kidding. That's what it says. So since shrimp cakes are actually were voted the best dish during a festival competition last year. So this challenge tests your inventiveness and versatility as you prepare giant versions of this signature dish. Sid is in the center of the area and he is a bit of a larger man wearing a yellow chef outfit and goes, who wants to participate in the in our next cook-off for the for our famous shrimp cakes? I do, chef! Yes, we got one volunteer. Who else would like to join us? Eh, it couldn't hurt. Let's see what happens. Fantastic. Anyone else? I'll take a dive. All right. We got three. Do we have one more? No. No. Where uh, no one could hear me. You're on a delay. Oh, oh no. Little, oh, yeah. yeah. That's fine. I'm just going to put them on there. And actually, the four of you can discuss where on this grid, two at each table, you'd want to go. Okay, so... Oh, good. Uh, oh, I wanted to hang out with Dorset, dude. You could choose who, who pairs off with who. Yeah. I just put you down on the board. Anything now? I'm down for that. You're yes, still... Yeah, we can hear you, There's but something. you're on a lag. You're like a delay. Yeah. Like, we see you talking before we hear you. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I'm not really used to uh, troubleshooting on Discord, so I'm not sure. Best yeah, way I, mean. I would suggest is shut down Discord completely. If you could do the c control shift escape, kill the process, and then restart Discord, that usually solves 90% of problems. The standard IT solution of turning it off and turning it on again. Turning it completely off. Because sometimes you just exit Discord. It's still running. Editor's point. Chris, I'm just going to let you know right now that yeah. because I'm recording via my laptop, yeah. I can't see Forge and I don't have any other po devices powerful enough to use all the applications. So we're just going to go theater of mind. So I'm going to be as generic as possible. You can be on bean duty. Cool. <laughs> You'll be on bean duty. That'll be the best. That'll be best. I have claimed the bean duty. <laughs> All right. Wait, what does it mean to be on bean duty? <laughs> you get to smash. Giggity? And pass? <laughs> how's this looking? Ooh. Say again? How's this, how's this looking? 
still lagging. Video lag. Okay. So we have Ambrose is on bean duty. So essentially, while we're waiting, two of you are going to be on bean duty. Two of you are going to be on prawn duty. Ooh. I would like to be on prawn duty myself. Yes. Water is where I need to be right now. Okay. So we'll move you closer to the front. I'll definitely be on prawn. You'll be on prawn duty? All right. So we'll put you on the other side. We're going to put you with Ambrose right now. Oh, we're gonna put you. What? Moving you to where you're gonna your starting position. Mm-hmm. And we'll simmer it. down, simmer down. I have almighty power. All right. So as you all head on down to get ready for the challenge, you are all put into a yellow chef apron to show you that you are one of the contestants. You gather around the table there to the south. And one of the assistants comes over to explain how the challenge works. It essentially says, your challenge is to basically prepare the ingredients for us. You see here on the table, there is a bunch of green beans. What you need to do is essentially cut and smash these green beans. And once they are ready to go, one of the sous chefs will grab them and place them in the wok. You also need to kill one of those prawns as he points to the tank. Once you slay one of them, our sous chef will drag them out. Complete both tasks, and we'll see if you beat the time. Because this is a timed event, and we do have a record currently. So we'll see. We'll reveal the record. You seem like fun folks. We'll reveal the record after. The challenge is over to hold you all into suspense. Just to let you know, so each pile, just so you all know, each pile of beans is just a small object on the table. You all get cooking knives, which are essentially you could treat as daggers in terms of damage and usefulness. And yeah, do you have any other questions? Are we allowed to use magic? Magic, let me see here. I would, I am going to say that yes, magic is allowed, but beware the magic you use because it may make an, depending on the type of magic you use, it may make one of the ingredients unusable. Okay. All right. Any other questions from the group? No? All right. I'll go, let's Sid know. We're ready to start. As he walks off, goes over to Sid, pats him on the shoulder, tells him they're ready to go. And Sid goes, all right. It looks like our team of outsiders is ready for the challenge. Again, all you need to do, prepare one bundle of beans and slay one of the prawns. And we get to eat well tonight. Here we go. Everybody join me. And you hear the crowd shouting with him. Three, two, one, start. All right. I need you all to roll initiative. 14. 14. 12. Four. (laughs) 14. 16. 12. I'm sorry, 17. Oh, oops, that's what, I did not mean to do that. Ignore that. Ignore that. 
we have a four and we have a 17. All right, let me just do something here real quick. Get these guys in there too. And roll, roll their initiative, just so that they're in the list. They're not gonna do anything. Essentially, they don't, they're not gonna do anything unless you do something to them. So we'll just skip their turns until it's time. Any, we shall begin. And we shall begin. Let me just adjust this real quick for camera's sake. Oh, ah, come on. Yeah, there we go. Come on. All right, it, Dorset. What would you like to do? I'd like to walk over and climb up that ladder that is nearest to me. All right. Do I so place my pawn there? Is that what I do? I think it's yep. thirty feet. Yep. You could go ahead and move yourself there. So that's ten. 5, 15, 20. Yep, yep, that's a full 30 feet. So if you want to just move your guy over there, you should be able to. Thing that collides with at least one ball. Bleh. All right, bring it down to the corner. Or you could use your arrow keys to move them too. And now move them up. There you go. All right, that's your movement. What would you like to do? If anything. Do you know anything about these? They are large. They are just super large shrimp, essentially. Swimming around in the tank. At your vantage point, hitting them might be a little... Obviously, from outside the water, hitting them might be a little bit difficult, but not impossible. I actually think I want to hold them. I just want to hold that position there and I'm looking right now. Okay. I don't have any... I'm still trying to figure out. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they're just swimming around this fish tank, really not doing much. All right. Saute, it is your move. So I'm going to move my seal to the uh, the top corner of the tank. Sounds good. Should be able to. Yeah, that's it. And that's all I can do, because I can't get up the ladder. All right. Kythera, what would you like to do? So you said there's two steps. We have to cut beans and also kill. Yes. Do we have to roll to cut? Do we have to do anything to cut the beans? Yeah, you're essentially attacking. You're essentially attacking the beans with the dagger. Okay, I'll do that since other people are over there. Okay, go ahead and roll the attack for a dagger. Yeah, eighteen. All right, roll the damage. Four. Four damage. All right. You take your. You start going at this thing, and you have done four damage. To, yeah, to the beans that are in front of you. Give you a moment. Are they ready? Are they dead? Nope, they're not ready yet. They still need a little bit more more chopping. Okay. Ambrose. Cool. Since I am also on bean dute, I guess I will chop it. Go for it. Attack with the daggers. Cool. Okay, let's see if this hits first of all. Oh, yeah. See if you. Oh, what the heck, die? Uh, that's going to be a seven. You go and you are going to. Ch- I don't know if it's the angle you're coming in at or your eyes are still watered up from the pepper challenge. But the beans seem to be sliding around as you're trying to cut them. You're not able to actually really get a handle on the beans. Oh, these beans are a little wily. This should be very interesting. All right. Dorset, you're up. I take it I can see through the water pretty quick. 
From up there, you could see the, you could see them. Okay, I do have a spell prepared already. All right, that I know already, and it is use ice knife. You need use ice knife. All right, ice knife is. Let me see here. I just need to look it up real quick. Ice knife. Uh, you create a shard of fling it. Go ahead and make the ranged spell attack. Okay, you're gonna hit the attack button. Oof. You go ahead, you take that ice knife. Basically, the ice knife forms in your hand, and you go to s- fling it down, and it just whizzes past them. It's like they didn't even notice, and they just continue to fly around. Oh, yeah. They still need to roll dexterity saving throws, because they still might take damage. Let's see here. Number one. <laughs> fails miserably. <laughs> and number two. Twelve. What is your save DC? Let me see. DC 12. All right. So this one back here is able to swim out of the blast just in time. However, the one near you is from the explosion is able to take is hit by some of the shards. Go ahead and roll 2d6 cold damage. On this system, do I just roll manually? Yeah, just do slash R and then 2d6. That should work. And 11. It did 11 points of cold damage to it. As you see that prawn begin to writhe in a bit of pain and is a little bit angry now. Saute, you're up. <laughs> Hold on. One, five. 25 feet, and then I'm attacking. That one. This first one right here next to me. All with right, my great, go ahead. With the Slicer of Life. All right, go ahead and roll your attack. Nine. Nine. You go and you take your Slicer and you go to swipe at it. But getting the getting your weapon through the water proves a little bit more difficult than you expected. And you end up missing it. Kythera, you're up. I will... Attack the beans! Attack the beans! Critical Crit! 20! Oh my gosh. On a Go pit. ahead and do critical damage to the beans. To a pile of beans. Wow. That is a sentence that I never thought I would say. Uh, six. Six damage to the beans. You are just taking this thing and just going... It's, you are on fire with this, with this chef's knife. All right, before we get to Ambrose, though, that prawn is now very upset with with getting hit by Dorset. And it's going to try and jump out and ram you. So let's see how this goes. Oh, you're able to essentially, as it's coming at, it, at you, you just push it right back into the water. Like, you're just like, nope! <laughs> as... It takes as it completely misses you. That one doesn't care. That one doesn't care. Ambrose, you're up. Cool. So, Ambrose getting a little frustrated because he didn't. Do, he could, can't get the beads that they're not working for him. He's gonna try again once with the dagger because if this doesn't work out, he's gonna have an ulterior method next time. Go for it. Cool. So let's roll to hit this thing. Oh, you can frick right off. <laughs> That's a six. Those beans are just going everywhere, but on the table. You're just trying to chop away and f- and 
full-size beans are just flying everywhere. Essentially flying out of your section, uh, out of the little pile you made, and into Kytheris' pile that they're just chopping away at. So at least they're getting chopped up, just not by you. <laughs> oh, you little bastards are going to get it next turn. <laughs> All right, Dorset, you're up. Okay, quick clarification question. Do I know or do I see across from me that... Yeah, you can see him. Oh, you're muted. I can't hear you. Was he doing a melee fight? Yes. Melee attack? Okay. I think I'm just going to go ahead and try. I'm going to use my magic to get up it. Um, but this time, I'd like to aim for the one across by him. Jeez. Oh, the one right by yeah. him. Okay. Yeah. All right. Go ahead and roll the attack. 17. That'll hit. Let me roll their saving throws. That one does pass the saving. Th- it only needs to be this one, actually. I think. Uh, yeah. it passed. They both pass the saving throw, so they don't take the cold damage. But you do end up doing 1d10 damage to the one right in front of Sauté. So go ahead and roll the 1d10 damage. Eat damage. Salte, you see as Dorset takes another ice knife and flies it right at the prong that you tried to hit as you see a explosion of ice below you as well from the ice knife. You can see that the that the prawn in front of you is getting a little riled up now. That and- was chilling! And it's your turn. I shall stab at it again with the slicer of life. Stab it! And I actually stab it this time. Here's open. Nope. I rolled a four, so that's an eight. <laughs> you go ahead and you take your slicer. You go to stab it. And again, the water just, for some reason, just moves your, your slicer right out of the way of it. Kythera, you're up. Are the beans dead? The beans are not dead yet. What? Okay, I'll attack the beans. Attack the beans! That is a nine. How armored are these beans? You are continuing to slice the beans, but now your arm is just getting tired. You put a lot of effort into that last blast of energy, but now it's you're slipping around a little bit more than you did before, and you don't hit any beans. I don't eat a lot of food, but who eats beans and prawns? All right, this prawn is going to try to attack Dorset again. It'll hit you. So you take two damage. As the thing, like, you have your foot right on the edge as you're, like, throwing it, and it comes up and just stubs your toe <laughs> as it tries to slam into you. The two in the center are still unfazed. Ambrose, your turn. <laughs> Okay, so hear me out. So as a clarification, we are we have the cookie dice in front of me. Did anywhere in the rules say that we could not use our own weaponry if necessary? You are given if no, you can use your own tools if necessary. Excellent. You can use whatever means necessary. They just give you the daggers as a Okay, good. So Ambrose looks at these little pile of beans. I know you little bastards are making fun of me. So (laughs) from a distance, you just hear, Ambrose, your accent's slipping again, brother. I know. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So Ambrose is just going to put on this evil grin and he's slowly going to take up his warhammers. Now you little bastards are dead. And I'm going to try to hit this thing with the (laughs) warhammer. Go for it. <laughs> it's like, if you can't chop it, we're going to smash them. By the way, that's what you're fighting. 
<laughs> I'm finding beats. It's great. Mm, we have fun here. <laughs> wow. Okay, so that's what you, Wow. Forget you, game. That's going to be... To hit? 19 to hit. Go ahead and roll your damage. I never thought that I would be saying if my weapon hits a bean. <laughs> a pile of beans. Yes, now let's see if you kill the beans. <laughs> Forget these beans, bro. Alright, there you are. Let's take a look. That is going to be seven points of bludgeoning damage. Eight minus one. <laughs> All right. You're, you're just fuck this. You take your Warhammer and you just slam it down and all the beans are crushed and done. You all watch as the two sous chefs that are by the walk run up to that table, grab all the beans and bring them back to the walk. The bean part of this challenge is done. Now you just need a prawn. Now who's laughing now, you little bastards? All right. The seahorse that's in front of you, Saute, is pretty pissed off because it was just hit with an ice knife that it didn't see. First thing it sees is you. So it's going to try to ram do like a diving ram at you. And you're able to just scooch out of the way as it tries to ram you. Dorset, you're up. Okay, I have no more ranged weapons to me, so I'm going to just, I'm going to attack the one right next to me there with my javelin. All right, go ahead and roll the attack. It's an Aquaman who? <laughs> Twelve. These are a bit of slippery, fellas. So as you're trying to take your javelin and try to stab down at it, it is just diving and dodging out of the way of your javelin. So unfortunately, did not hit it. It's his high turn to attempt to stab at you, sea creature. Go and for it. I'm going to stab at the sea creature. Stab the sea creature. Roll on uh, on the digital. What did you roll? A four. What the heck? I rolled you're, another four. With you're just eight. You are just slapping at the water like this. Prod is just. They see just this knife cut coming at them, just slapping at the water, and they're just both confused and scared, but unharmed by you, Kythera. The beans are dead. You don't have to do any more beans. Oh, they died? Yep. Oh, did we all share one pile of beans? Yeah, you only need to do uh, one pile. Okay. Do we only have to kill one prawn as a group? Yes. Oh, okay. Which prawn has been... Not the one that Dish has been dealing with. No, the one closer to Dorset is weaker. Yeah, you can get right up to there. Technically, right? Yeah. Just about. Oh, whoa. Hey, you can get, like, right near it. They'll have some additional cover to hit it. Because these are 10-foot-high tanks, by the way. I think you're muted. Sorry. I'm going to try and shock and grasp it. Okay, go ahead and roll the attack on that. It's a natural one, baby! <laughs> yes! It's going to be fun. Go to bring your hands into the water, and just because of where you're at, you bring your hands down thinking you're going right into water, and they just clang against the side of the tank. Yeah, you you don't hit any of them. This one is also is going to try to ram door set again. See what it does. Ooh, it just hits you. It just hits you. So it's gonna do. Six points of bludgeoning damage. 
as this one like hops out of the water and basically slaps you with its tail. There we go. All right, middle two are still unbothered. Ambrose, you're up. I'm trying to think. So I have enough movement to get to the stairs at least where Dorset and Kaitera are. And you said this tank is ten feet high. Too sh- would I? I would say going to that first set of stairs will get you three feet high. Three, <laughs> wait, yeah, about three feet, three, three and a half feet. So DM, just a hypoth- just a hypothetical. Yep. <laughs> From where, if I get on that stair, is there any possibility that I could potentially stick my hand in the water, so to speak? <laughs> From where I'm at, or do I need to get higher? How tall are you? Ooh, that is a great question. Let me look. I actually wrote this down. Hold it. Okay. Oh, oh it's in my notebook. Ambrose is a good 6-2. Yeah, you'll be able to stick your hand in. It'll be a bit of a reach, though. Cool. So, hypothetically, I could stick my hand in and cast a spell, right? Oh, yes, you can. Okay, we're going to try to... We're try- it's also a clear tank, so you can see through it. Okay. Now we're going to go with the sticking the hand in because it's going to be funnier. <laughs> okay. All right. Let me look at this map real quick. Smash the glass. I could, but well, actually we'll see if this happens. So Ambrose is going to stick his hand here. And so I hope you pranza already for a surprise. It's going to be quite shocking. And I'm going to stick my hand. I'm going to cast Thunder Wave in this tank. Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right. Smash the glass. <laughs> you might actually. All right. It's just Thunder Wave. So I need all the prawns within a 15-foot cube of where he's casting the spell inside the tank to make me a constitution saving throw. So you're moving up to here, right? That is correcto. All right, so 15-foot cube. 5, 10, 15. So that's the cube you're hitting. So you're hitting two of them, and they need to make a what save? They need to make me a constitution saving throw, please. Constitution saving throw. All right, let's see how this goes. Constitution. Oh, shit. Failure. And what's your spell save, DC? My spell save currently is a 12. All right. The one up more passes, the one closer to y'all. Cool. That's all we need. So here's what happens on Thunder Wave. So the one that failed <laughs> is going to take 2d8 thunder damage, and then it's going to be pushed 10 feet away from us. And then the one that succeeded is going to get half damage and isn't pushed. All right. Go for it. Please look good. That's not good. My dice literally decided to jump itself out of the tray. <laughs> okay, so let me re-roll this one. Then. Okay, twice. Okay, that's good. That's going to be... 14 points of thunder damage, which for the one that saved is half to seven. All right. You see the the one that saved kind of start writhing in pain and start jumping around. The one that you, the one that was closer to you, gets blasted, blasted back by it up here. But now it's beginning to float to the top. Somebody grab it. Somebody grab it. Yes, and as it floats to the top, you hear, you all hear whistles starting to blow of and waving off as two of the sous chef bring out hooks and start hooking it up, and it goes, and it's over! The team has completed the preparation, and now we get to feast. And 
Let's see if they completed the ch challenge in enough time. The record for this challenge was 36 seconds. You completed it in 24. Yes, let's go, baby. Congratulations. You are now the record holders of the Battle Prawn Challenge. We are not surprised. <laughs> Ambrose cries uh, a little bit. This is the happiest moment of my life. <laughs> the four of you, and only the four of you, get to add one more re renown. But that is that for the Prawn Challenge. And as you are hanging out there, Sid comes over to you and begins chatting with you. Tells you how a marvelous job you all did. Looks at you, Sautes. You gotta get a little better with that water fighting, my friend. If you really want to take these things down. Yes, chef. Good man. All right. Who wants to eat? My. <laughs> and as you are all walking back to the walking back to the walks as you're watching these delicious shrimp cakes get get made all of a sudden you start smelling smoke you took you take a look and there seems to be a fire coming from one of the stalls in the market oh that's not very good that's not very fire. good at all Fire. There's a fire. Call the fire brigade. <laughs> you all, as you all head over there, Sid follows you as well. And that the fire has actually died down. It was actually at Ungoon's family seafood stall. It's also, its right leg has also collapsed because of the fire. So now that stall is crooked. It looks like the Cold War has become hot. All right. So you're standing there. The fire is out. I like you with that. <laughs> The I'm, fire is out. Very You're easy to make laugh. Let's be real. <laughs> Happy. <laughs> so the fire is out. It's a, it, you still see the black char. You can still smell the the smoke from the from the fire that was there. Sid's there with you. Followed you over there. Again, I'm gonna ask. Do you want to do anything or talk? Did to anybody, anybody see anything? Anything suspicious? Anybody over here? A younger woman speaks up. And essentially just shouts out, The Haunted, I swear! Both those booths, Tianmo's and Zungoon's, they're both haunted. I remember I saw I saw some someone walking by and tripped with nothing in their way. I swear there is some kind of evil magic happening around these booths. Evil magic? Interesting. You see a few people, like... A couple of vendors look at her like she's a bit like a bit cuckoo, but they're like, but she's right. We did see somebody like. Google, shut up. <laughs> I would like to play D&D. &D. <laughs> I don't they, they do also act as witnesses to the fact that somebody tripped over. And there has been a couple people who have tripped over what seemingly is nothing. Interesting. Uh, obviously, there's some magic at foot here. Is there anybody in town who is knowledgeable about who might have the access to invisibility? Folks look around. 
no, not really anyone saying anything. They don't really know anyone who has those kind of items or spells or anything like that. Both of, So these attacks have gone back and forth between the two, right? The last one, so we can presume that the next one will occur at the uh, Noodle Hut, right? The first one was at the Noodle Hut. The the Tianmo noodles. noodles. That's where the yeah the this, persimmon the persimmon flinging right. happened. And then they went to the seafood one. Yep. So if there's an escalation, I would think it'd be the noodle one. Next Probably, time. yeah. Maybe. It went from persimmons to fire, so it's yeah. So the only clue we got out of that was that some people were tripping on something they couldn't see. That is correct. And how big is the noodle hut? Is it a 20-foot cube? Yeah, it's small. Or I would say it's more like 10 cube. I would like to go back there and ritual cast alarm okay. in front of it. And I don't remember the name of the NPC who runs the Noodle Hut. But that would be... That would be... Lamai, I have a reason to believe that your hut will be retaliated against soon. So, I advise you that we cordon off your hut. I, but I am a skilled investigator, and if anyone should attempt to get near your hut, I'll know it. Obviously, we don't want just random people. I'm going to rope off the area, if that's all right with you. Oh. By all means, anything you can do to help. That's my best idea. I don't have to detect magic or anything. So two things. So Mikey, out of character real quick. So Mikey has, Ambrose has detect magic if need be. Okay. Also, it's going to sound like a really stupid question. So how do I word this to make it not? <laughs> Ask the stupid Try question. So Mikey has an idea in his head and is playing investigator in his mind, but I don't know if that's considered metagaming because Mikey came up with this theory, not Ambrose. Would Ambrose come to that theory at some point, given the clues that have been around? Do you think? If I'm being honest, I think it's a fair shot, but yeah. Then, that's, then play it like that. Okay. So thinking upon it, Ambrose just taps the group a little bit. Something... Is not something's not that thing up. Is it your accent? Yes, it's, <laughs> it's different again. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. You know what? I may just make him French all of a sudden to make it easier. <laughs> okay. You know what? That's what we're gonna do for this whole campaign. It's gonna be a different accent every single time. So that's just you shtick. think that's <laughs> hilarious now, but he's now we hold you to that. <laughs> I know. Gonna be, it's gonna be so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> what could I say? It's gonna be fun because for me, it's gonna be like your accent. <laughs> I know. Now I am in French. Your accent's been the same for too long. <laughs> it's like, it's, I know. Now I am, uh, now I am French. All right, Jacques. No. Let's get the weapon. <laughs> oh, jeez. What's your idea? So, what we know so far is that these two food stalls are going back at it, right? Correct. Now, call me crazy. But it seems a little too obvious that they would be going back and forth like this. Granted, they were arguing not too long ago, but I don't know if they would set fire to their own places. I also have a feeling that we're looking for a third party. And we're fo so I'm following that trail. So technically, 
and this is looking at Mikey's notes here quick when Chris gave us the description of where we're at. Unless there was something else, there are currently three food places. There's the seafood, there's the noodles, and then we have the Spicy Brothers. If two of those families are fighting with each other, wouldn't it, and they keep going back and forth of what we've seen so far, how come the Spicy Brothers place hasn't been hit yet? They're the ones who stand to gain the most. Exactly. Very, very clever. Perhaps you should be an investigator. <laughs> you may be the cleverest of us all. There's only two problems with this theory. One, I don't have any concrete evidence. And number two, there's also the problem if it's both or just one. <laughs> I don't... Both of the brothers or just one of the brothers? I see. But the more important... Go over there and talk to them. I mean, we can. But on the other hand... I mean, it was already hard enough for the people in the market to open up to us because we are outsiders. So I think you gained a little renown and a little you bit need to open up now. I have a way of making friends. <laughs> all right, I will leave it up to you all. We could either go and see what the brothers are up to, or we can finish this last challenge and then go to them. It's I'm up for whatever. I think that if we allowed any more violence to occur and it turned out to be these spicy brothers that we'd feel a little bad about it wouldn't we you do have a fair point there my friend all right then to the spicy brothers then all right you get to the spicy brothers and kasim isn't there but v is there gathering more peppers for more rounds of the peppers challenge okay before i arrived i cast friends on myself oh okay Go for it. Already done. Cool. Lasts a minute. So right before we arrive, Kasim, have we? Uh, I don't know if we've met this person yet. Have we? Kasim, you've met. Kasim, you met after the two ladies finished quarreling. He came off. He told you not to do the games. He said that he thinks they're like stupid barbaric traditions. V, the one who is there, Kasim's not there right now. V is okay. there. V was the host of the pepper challenge, and he's currently there collecting more peppers for the challenge, as they might have more participants later. Ah, what brings you all here? I'm sorry, I'm not prepared to really sell anything as we're still working on the challenge, but uh, where did Kasim go? He wanders off sometimes. But Curious, where did Kasim go? I don't know. He tends to wander off from time to time. Does Kasim wander off during times when odd things happen in the market? Eh, not really. He's usually here most of the time during the day. As it gets closer to night, we usually switch off. He's probably just taking a break. Although, oh, no. I've gotten super glue on my hand. <laughs> so that's the so that's what the friend spell does to you. <laughs> Oh, good. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. It makes you really close and stick together. V does, he does say there was a time that he went off for an extended period of time, but that was because he was actually angry at me that I'm getting married. Who are you getting married to? Oh, Prince Vala. She's just, I mean, it's quite a journey to go see her. The thing and is. And the princess. Yes. How did that happen? It beats me. But it 
does mean I have to leave the family business. And Cassine doesn't seem to like that. Is there any reason that would keep you here? <laughs> Nothing more than love. Turn to the other folks. This Cassine, this might be a bit forward, but I feel like we're friends. <laughs> Just spell it out. <laughs> yes. Uh huh. This. Does Kasim have any sort of ill will toward the noodle people or the seafood people? Oh, no, not at all. Oh, we all are very friendly. This is a big family, and sometimes family fights. Do you see more business when they're feuding? No, pretty much the same as always. Yeah. Can I roll insight? Go for it. Ooh, that was good. 22. Wait, he's not hiding anything from you. Yeah, I didn't think so. All right. And we know V was at the pepper challenge like that whole time, so pretty much has an alibi for the pers- persimmon incident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'm out of ideas, so you guys want to go? What was it? The, we can do the s- challenge. And hopefully, maybe we can find Kasim along the way. Yeah. All right. Over to hide and seek. That is how it would Kasim. Wow, get out! The door is right there! The door is right there. <laughs> Literally. My mouse is hovering over the <laughs> kick button. Don't do it! It's not <laughs> worth it, Chris! It's not worth it! No, it's not worth it. All if right. I was ever to commit a crime, it would be. It should be right now. I have no finger pads. Oh no! This is what I get for fiddling with stuff on my desk. <laughs> Alright, so... You make your way... Over to the hide-and-seek challenge, sponsored by Madame Culp. She likes to... Did you say to... Culp? Culp. K-U-L-P. It's a suspicious name. She creates luxurious fashions from silk spun by Cutro caterpillars. And in the tent, just to know, this is the only event that doesn't have an audience, by the way. As you enter the tent, seated at the middle of this pretty sizable empty tent is a wizened gnome at work amid tangles of colorful yarn. Several fuzzy, kitten-sized blue caterpillars drowse on her, nestled in her clothing and hair. The gnome peers up and says, Ah, welcome. I am Madame Culp. Are you here to play hide-and-seek with my gentle friends? Certainly. <laughs> Good. Who are your gentle friends? She shows off the caterpillars that are crawling about her. Like, they're really cute, fuzzy, kitten-sized caterpillars. I'll show you a picture here in a bit. Good. Alright. Here is the challenge. First, she goes and pulls open a trap door. She goes, you will crawl down this ladder into the rooms below. Your challenge is simple. Bring back four caterpillars in one minute. As many as you want can participate, and you can use magical magic as long as the caterpillars are not harmed. I repeat, do not harm the caterpillars, or this is over. Sound good? All right. Whenever you are ready, head on downstairs. All right. I'm assuming y'all are headed downstairs. Nothing ever good comes from downstairs. (laughs) I want to stay up here. Oh, you don't want to participate? All right. So it's just the three of them. Cool. This is a hide-and-seek game. Yeah, I... Wait, never mind. I go with... 
Okay. I just double checked my perception. I'm like, okay, it's a plus three. And I got night vision. I'm going to say the. I'll let you know, but perception is a good thing to have right now. (laughs) So you head on down to the ladder, essentially descends into a dimly lit room, smelling of dust and sweet spices. Musty furniture and crates are strewn about the space, and there is a door that leads north. On the table next to you is also a, a very dimly lighting lantern that you can carry on with you. All right. Are you all ready to for to play? Yes. All right. Ready? Set. Go. And I would like you all to roll initiative. Not again. I'm having you all roll initiative one more time because this is actually going to... Nice. I also rolled a one. <laughs> no! I got a 13. So I forgot that the the thing I have on here does certain effects depending on what you... So it just gave me the wah wah trumpet sound on we that heard. one. Wow. <laughs> Rude. I really can't wait to hear that. Alright, Sauté, you got a... Two! You got a two. Good thing that... This is just for order. Kethera. Four. Well, ignore that, ignore that, ignore that, ignore that. I don't want to ignore that. Four. Ambrose. I got a 13. 13. And Dorset. Um, I had a natural one, too. You got so two. Oh my gosh. So I'm gonna put you at I'm gonna put you at one because that was a natural one. Mine was right. also a natural one, but I added I have a plus three. So Yeah, so you're still higher. Okay. So that means Ambrose, you are up first. I don't wanna go first. <laughs> okay. Alright, so I can see the map. You see the little part of the map that you have access to. Yeah, I do. So, I see a little corner of a light. Is that a door on the left-hand side towards the top uh, of this little section? Yes. This right here is a door. The door. Okay. So, cautiously, because it's a little bit somewhat dark. You can, uh, see, you can still see fine in here. Okay. So, Ambrose is going to go up to that door, and he's going to open it to enter the room, <laughs> the next room. All right. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. And I'll put you one more in. Six. Cool. There you are. All right. Kaisera, you're up. Amazing. Well, turn around, grab this lantern. All right. For yourself having the lantern. And move forward into the room. Do a little spinny thing there. <laughs> you learned how to do the spinny. <laughs> Here we go. One, two, three, four, five. Here. So you have the lantern right now, right? I think so, yeah. Okay, give me one moment. Effects. I should be emitting light. Uh, which was supposed to be equipped. Inventory lantern. Tails, it is equipped. And effects. Lantern. All right. You should have light now. Not I really. do not. All right. Let me fix this then. Light. You are shedding 30 feet of dim light from your body. There you there go. There it goes. 
There we go. All right. You're in this room. And you know what? I forgot to ask you after moving Ambrose. Was there anything you wanted to do as you entered this room? I think Ambrose would just look around to see if he can find something. All right. Go ahead and roll investigation or perception. And you can do the same if you're looking around this room. Oh, I forgot. I have dark vision. Let's go. <laughs> just in case you never know. It's lit up now. Uh, okay. So perception or investigation, you said? Yep. I'm at 11. All right. Let's go with perception because that's better. All right, dice, be nice to me. Hey, let's go. That's a natural 20 plus a four for 24. It's all downhill from here. Very nice. Very nice. Neither of you spot anything. Saute, you are up. Saute is going to move into the room. Okay, sachet away. (laughs) Yes. You must lip sync for your life. (laughs) And actually, he's going to move up one more. Wait, hold on. Yeah, one more to the door and open the this door right here. All right. Door is open. And he's going to, from what he can see, he's just going to do a quick look around and do a perception. Okay. Go ahead and roll your perception. Please do it. Please work. Please work. Please get more than a four. Please get more than a four. Hold on. Is that a six or a nine? Nice. Is that a six <laughs> or a nine? I'm not sure which. Hold on. It's a nine. So for your perception total or that'd be a eleven be a twelve. Twelve. Twelve? From where you're at, you really can't spot anything. Okay. That's it. I can only do thirty feet movement yep. anyway, so Dorset. it. Remember diagonal is five feet, so Pythagoras has some words. <laughs> I know, but this, these are the rules of this goddamn game we play. Is it possible for me to do a nature check to see how much I know about the habitat of these caterpillars if they like to hide in certain places? You know what? Sure, go for it. Yo, that's it. You do know these kind of caterpillars and uh, like cozy, warm areas. Areas that have, but they really could, yeah, no, it's mostly cozy and warm areas that they will uh, gravitate to. Just to let you, yeah. I was just going to say, I was going to tell everyone really quickly bit of news yeah look for moist or warm cozy areas please. and just to let you know when whenever anyone does an investigation or a perception check in the room it's considered scouting the entire room so you don't have it's not like it's they're not going to be in a specific part of the room it's just going to be in that room okay is there anything else you wanted to do Darcet? i think that's actually all you could do yep yeah no. ambrose you're up all right so let's see what we got here you have a door to your north and a door to your east. Cool. I'm going to go to the door to the... You know what? Let's go to the door to the north. All right. So you're going to go one, two... Are you going to go inside? Oh, yes. Three, four, five. And I guess you're in the middle of the room at this point. Cool. So we're going to take a look around. I was like, all right, you little... Buggers, where are you? Go ahead and roll either investigation or perception. Cool. Let's do perception once again. Yeah, definitely roll perception because you hear Saute in the background. Your accent slipping. I know. I am now. F- I am. N- I will now be French. We. Oui. All right. So that is going to be 
Okay, that wasn't too terrible. That's going to be a 14 total. All right. You're looking around a room and you spot one of the caterpillars in this room hanging out on the couch. I do everything in my power not to startle it. <laughs> All right. Since you found it, you can choose how you if you want to try if you want to try to to nab it or, or how you even decide to try to nab it or if you want to wait for somebody else to try it. You know what? Ambrose is an Eladrin after all, so he feels like he knows a little something about animals. Maybe not that much. What is he going to try to do? So Ambrose is going to do that thing that most people do when they're introducing a dog to a new person and just like calmly talk to it and put out its hands to try to like not scare it. Go ahead and roll an animal handling check for me. Now, now, there's no need to be afraid. I promise I don't bite. <laughs> Here we go. Animal. Okay, let's go. That's going to be a uh, 16 total. You watch as this caterpillar spots you and starts slinking its way up to you, reaching your hand and climbing into it. You have found one out of four caterpillars. Takes a finger and gently begins to rub it. It's like, there, there now. You're safe. It is adorable. All right. So, you got one of them. Kythera, you're up. All right, I'm going to go to the other door. All right. And look around in here. All right, go ahead and roll your investigation check. Or perception. Either work. 16. 16. You are looking around, and over on the rug, over on the side, you spot a caterpillar. Can I move? I've run out of movement, I think. You can't move, but if you, just like how you saw Ambrose do it, you might be able to convince it to just come to you. <laughs> or do you want to wait to get closer? A mere little invertebrate, a little <laughs> boneless sack of squish. Come here. Go ahead and roll animal handling. Oh my oh, gosh. That's, that's not going to be good. Oh no. <laughs> we'll see. No, it's at 11. Okay. You see it's a little bit apprehensive at first, it, but you see it starting to come over to you little by a little bit slower than how it got, went to Ambrose, but eventually it makes its way to you and into your hand. You have found two caterpillars. I've got one. All right. Sauté! From the other room, Ambrose is so proud of you, Kythera. Saute, you are up. Saute. Sorry, I was remarking at the... There's a thing. The, the, the caterpillar thing. Have you taken care of it? We found two. Okay, then I'm going to... Let's see, I'm going to... One, two... I'm going to go up to this door over here. All right. Go ahead and move over there for me. If it'll let you. There we go. Where's my door? Oh, there's my door. There you go. That was one, two, just 15. Take two more steps in. All right. Boom. And now I'm going to run a, roll a perception. Go for it. Roll that perception. Let's see, 11 plus three, that is 14. All right. You spot a caterpillar right on top of this barrel. Oh, crikey. I don't know why I'm talking like this now. <laughs> <laughs> what happened is like Aussie, 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 oi, oi. <laughs> 
Anyway, Brian decides like crikey, it's a caterpillar. Dang it, Brian! I don't know why <laughs> it's just my brains are there. I see the little bug. I shall attempt to pick it up. Okay. And gently, of course, you know I gotta be nice. But I wait until I can. Actually, I think I can only take one one step forward anyway. So I'll have to do it on my next turn. All right, sounds good. Dorset. I think I'm just. I've heard that he caught the last one of the four. Correct. No, we only caught. Oh, two, they only caught two of the four. Oh, I thought someone had two of them. Okay, I'm moving over. I guess it doesn't hurt to do another perception check in case something else. Yeah, you can feel free to perception check again. You never know know if any of them have moved. The other was it was perception or investigation. Yes. Yeah. You don't spot any. Okay. All right, Ambrose. All right. So I'm currently in this room. Is there a door to the north of me? Yep, there's a, not to the absolute north, there's like the But north. like, in that general direction. <laughs> yep. Cool, I'm gonna make my way towards that door while petting the little caterpillar along the way. Two, three, four, five, six. There's another door right here. Cool, I'm gonna go... Seeing Sauté be involved with this little caterpillar, so you know what, I'm gonna let him handle it, so yeah, just yeah. heading towards the door. <laughs> Alright, cool. That is your movement. Since you only get six, you only get 30 feet, right? Yep. Yeah. I'm not right. a monk. Okay, Sarah, you're up. It just got very bright in that room. <laughs> you are muted. Push to talk. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> all right, so that's 30 feet. And then I'll dash. I'm in a new room. Yes, you are. But I don't think I can do anything because I dashed. So. Not this turn. Go ahead. Saute. Saute. Did someone grab my caterpillar? Nope. No, we're okay. gonna let we're, we're gonna let you do that. <laughs> it's right here. Ah, oh, there's a door there. I didn't move the thing up and high enough to see. Um, I will do my animal handling check. If you're gonna try to grab it, I'm gonna have you do a sleight of hand. Or if you want to, like, it, you have a choice. You could either try to grab it and do a sleight of hand, or you can get close to it to do the animal handling. I'm doing the animal handling. Okay, I'm here, child. <laughs> no, that's other people. Uh, yeah. Not the caterpillar. I know. All right, go for the animal people. handling. And I also get a plus one animal handling. I don't. <laughs> I have no dex. My dex is bonus is zero. All right, not a four, not a four, not a four. Son of a bitch! What do you roll? Burn that dice. Put it in jail. Lock it away. Like never I will again. I put this dice in jail, but I will never burn this. First off, this is unsponsored, but this was from Smoking Glue Guns. It is the Marriott carpet dice that she makes, and I got the first set. So I'm keeping it. It's literally the smoking gun for you right now. Put it in jail. It is my smoking glue gun. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. To, I'm, gonna I'm gonna. I'm gonna use my metal one. It's in timeout now. <laughs> what did you roll? Told you a four plus one survive. Well, you, I don't know if it's because you talked so loudly, or what you did, but this caterpillar is terrified of you, and jumps off the barrel and starts crawling away into the darkness. Then someone else can do that. Dorset, you're up. I don't think there's anything I can do. I just I'm behind the I'm. 
from the tail end of these fuckers. I can barely see in the room. Oh, yeah, true. You don't have yeah. night vision, do you? I don't have no, and I only have a sliver of a view, so I only I don't see it. Yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, no, I'm not going to. I'm going to say unless, yeah, you're not going to be able to see anything, unfortunately. <laughs> if you want to, you could take the dash action and move further and move another 30 feet if you want. Oh, oh, yeah. I didn't. I don't. I'm not aware of that. Okay. Yes, I'm yep. going. All right. So you can move another 30 feet. You just can't do anything else after that. Remember, there are walls, so you have to go, actually go through the door. <laughs> now you can see. All right. Ambrose, it's on you. Cool. So I'm still in the room with Saute, and it ter- turns around and says, like, Hey, did you get the... And doesn't see Saute with the caterpillar? Damn it, man. Is the caterpillar still in this room, or did it run away somewhere else? What can I tell you? You could, you could check and see if it's still in this room. I'll give you a free check. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's use perception to see... If I have any inkling of where this could have went. Okay. That's going to be an 18 total. 14 plus 4. It's still in the room. It's currently standing right on the wood over here. Okay, cool. It's, it's not completely scared of you, Sate. It's just curious and apprehensive. Watch the master work. So, still carrying the little caterpillar that he, the Ambrose grabbed earlier. He walked he goes over to this other caterpillar and says, see, I'm your friend and holds up the little caterpillar that's in his hand. I promise I won't hurt you. Does the same thing and with his free hand is looking for the other caterpillar, like helping to get the other caterpillar to come on over and chill. Animal handling. Here we go. Please don't fail me now. Don't fail me now. We're trying to have a good time. We can't get copyrighted. <laughs> 12 plus 2 for 14. It definitely likes you more than a saute, and it crawls into your hand. <laughs> you like me. You really like me. <laughs> Number three has What's been nabbed. There is one more left. Okay, Sarah. All right, I want to look in this room. Go ahead and do your perception or investigation. Six. You do not spot any in this room. All right, then I'm going to walk to the door. All right. Just kind of look in there. All right. But then I'm going to back out. I think I still have one movement, just so I can light this room. Okay. Saute. Saute shall walk into the next room. Go walking. And then he will go, let's pretend I see things, or hope I see things. Uh, Kaiser is there with the lantern, so you can definitely see. I or, have dark vision oh. up to 60 yep. feet, so it doesn't matter if he's there or not. I uh, was referring to my perception roll. <laughs> I was going to say, if you rolled low again, I'm mad at your dice. <laughs> it, I rolled an 8, actually, and it would be <laughs> a 11. 11. You do not spot any caterpillars either. Okay, then I will... Let's see, that was 10 feet, 5, 10, 15, 20. I will move, actually, here, and that'll be it. All right. Dorset, you are muted. Do you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I'm going to do a perception roll. All right. Go ahead and make your roll. You do not see anything in this room. Ambrose. All right, let's take a look. So with two caterpillars in hand, let's go through the door. All right. One, two. (laughs) 
three. Do you want to go all the way up to four or to the last room? Yeah, let's go to the last room. Four, five, six. You're in the room. Party. Look around. You're like, I got two of your friends. Let's have a party. <laughs> go ahead and roll your perception or investigation. All right, here we go. Crikey. <laughs> That's going to be an 11. You do not spot anything in this room. Uh, fine. Kythera. Yeah, okay. I feel like there's more to this room that I can't see. Oh, not much more. I'll still, I'll continue focusing my search in this room because there's two people in the other. Okay, go ahead. Oh, that was almost a 20. 17. You do not spot any caterpillars in this room. I don't think there are any in here. I'm pretty sure I would have seen it by now. Saute. All right, so Saute is going to join his friends in this next room. All right. Okay, cool. I couldn't, it wouldn't let me go one step over. So I had to, like, yeah, be there. Because walls. Because I wanted to be, hold on. I wanted to be there. Yeah. No, you're there. There we go. And that was only, like, 15 feet. So, yes, I'm also going to just... I'm going to perceptify this room as best as human, as orcally possible, because I am a half orc. Go for it. Boom. Nat 20. You so it will be a 23. Dorset and Ambrose looking around the room, seeing if there's anything. You simply look to your right, and on the edge of the seat, you find one of them. All right, lads. I'll try this again. Be very quiet this time. Are you hunting wabbits? <laughs> I will throw my axe at you. <laughs> or is it duck season? Shut it, <laughs> accent boy. Do not scare this one away. Hello, little fuzzy friend. Please come here. And I'm going to roll another animal handling. If I'm allowed. Yes, you are. Don't mess this up. I rolled a 12, so it's a 13. 13. This one likes you a lot more and crawls right up into your hand. You, oh, have found, so... you have found the fourth caterpillar and are in possession of it. The game isn't over until you all return back to the original room with all the caterpillars. <sighs> so, Dorset, you're up. <laughs> Not because of race. You have 30 seconds <laughs> to get back to the entrance. <laughs> Double time it, double time it. That's the beauty of the dash action. I think I can run through the door now, can I? Uh, let's see. 10, 20, 30. Well, if you're using a dash, then you can go another 30 feet. Yeah, oh, and it, okay, then I'm going to do yeah. It's essentially a double move, and you just give up your action to move again. And Dorset just... Zoom out of there. <laughs> For the person with the one on initiative, he just zooms out of there. <laughs> Literally has zoomies. <laughs> yeah. All right. Ambrose. Cool. Realizing that we should probably get these little buggers back. I'm going to move 30 feet and then I'm going to dash to get uh, move an additional 30 feet as I'm trying to hook it over to the back where we started. 5, 10, 15. Is that uh, 25, 30. Which door do you want to go through? Uh, West, one to the south. Let's go to the one to, let's go to the one to the 
West? <laughs> West, all right. Five. Fifteen. Twenty-five. Thirty. There you go. I'm almost there, I promise. <laughs> Kythera. Yeah. Okay, I will dash out of here as well. Go, go, go. Okay, that's my turn. All right. Saute. Saute will peacefully walk back because he does not want to disturb his new little fuzzy buddy. Yeah, we got Go 30 ahead. seconds. And he closes the door on himself. What are you doing in there? I was trying to actually drag it and it just, for some reason, it went over there. Wow, you closed the door. Good job. And what's cool is I can actually just follow you all. All right, I'm going to, that's as far as you can go. You're not taking double move? No, I said I'm not dashing because I'm not going to try to wake my little buddy. I'm being safe with the thing. I don't want to trip and fall and hurt myself. And Throw a sit. Hurt. You're up. I don't give a shit how fast I go. You're not holding anything. <laughs> and that's the move. And then I will also dash again. I yep. can do that. You can dash. So it's 30 feet and another 30. Yeah. Dash away. All right. Dorset has made it to the room. All right. Ambrose. Cool. So I guess go south. <laughs> 10, 20, 30. Keep going south. And you are in the room. I'm going to move the door sit down. I made it back to the room. Kythera. I will dash again. Kythera has made it back to the room. Move you over. Saute. Saute shall again move 30. So one, two, three. God damn it. <laughs> I understand, but... We're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Me and Kythera are through the caterpillars are like having a party now. <laughs> All right, there we go. That's as far as I'm going. I am. Right. I'm trying to be like very cautious with this thing. I scared one. I'm not dropping <laughs> or hurting another. Yeah. All right. Dorset's at the finish line. Ambrose is at the finish line. Kythera is at the finish line. Saute. You have 12 seconds to get to the entrance. Saute, Wait, get your ass over here. Actually, sorry, 12 seconds. Sorry. Three rounds. You're around on round eight of 10. <laughs> I really just, I have, what, one more round and I have to actually be in there? Yes. That's one round. And... With seconds to spare. Then the poison enters. <laughs> no, right. not again. <laughs> As you enter back into the room, you hear Madam Cope from above to start clapping. Well done. Come on up. And as you walk up there, you hand over the caterpillars and tells you about, tells you, thank you for finding my friends. They could be a little bit troublesome, but... They mean no harm. They're a lot of fun to be around. But congratulations, you have all completed this challenge. And you all gain one more renown. So you all should be at three renown now. Okay. Now, when you say everyone, just the four of us? Or does that include our two others? Just the four of you. Okay. The other two are only at two renown. I thought it was just one renown. Yes, actually, no, you're right. They're okay. at one renown. I was like, did I write my notes wrong? <laughs> you all, Madame Culp decides, oh, hey, I want to show you my wares for a little bit. You guys, you all seem like wonderful people. So she starts leading you back to her stall. Now, she's an older woman. 
so she tends to misplace where she's going at times. And you end up, you do end up walking past Zungun family seafood again. Still with the, the broken leg and stuff. But someone who else who's walking by spots that one of the walks in their, in their stand isn't theirs. In fact, the walk that's in there actually belongs to Tienmo Noodles. I smell a rat. <laughs> Not my rat. He's recently washed. But yeah, you are now over at Goon and even Madame Comtat is very strange. I've never seen them with that walk before. And there, are there any people in there? No. So, DM, we're currently traveling with Madame Colt. But Culp, yep. correct? Yes, Madame Culp. You know what? Fuck it. Let's see if this works. So, as we're walking in, we're witnessing this scene. Ambrose turns to Madame Colt. A uh, Culp. Madame Culp, I was wondering. I mean, granted, the four of us just got here and we kind of been thrusted upon into the situation, trying to figure things out. Do you know any juicy rumors that might help us out with all this? Oh. A madam of your stature might be well in regard to some information for as long as you've been here. Oh, thank you. There is a little something I know. Uh, apparently, Kasim actually has some manner of a strange pet. I've seen him... What looked like he was feeding oranges to a monkey-like creature, but my eyes aren't so good. So, Madam Culp, if we may, ignore that. Uh, Ambrose puts pulls out one of the little parsimons things that we picked up from when we first got here. Would it have looked anything like this? <gasps> yes, yes, that looks very much like it. Where were you when you saw this? Oh, here and there, or around. Uh, I've seen a couple times doing it just around the area, like sneaking it into his coat or something in various places around the marketplace. Seems like we need to find. Indeed. Seems we need to have a little question for Kasim. <laughs> All right. It is at this point where I'm going to say we call it for tonight. Yes. And, <laughs> yes. And we will pick up the rest of the investigation next time with the rest of the team. You can feel free to let the rest of the team know what you found, what what you've heard. Remember, you have plenty of people you can still talk to in town and continue this investigation with. In addition, you all level up to level two. Hell yes. Let's go, baby. Awesome so to make sure to let Dakota and, and Sutton know that, too. <laughs> I will. I'll post it in, in the bulletin board after this. But yes, they both, you all level up to level two. So feel free to level up your characters before next session and I'll pull them into Foundry. But as for everybody else, thank you so much for watching and listening to this amazing adventure. When we come back next time, we get down to the bottom of this. But until then, I'm Riku reminding you, let the good times roll. Catch you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning into another Vibe Tribe production. We really are glad you're here. 
You're gonna have to come back next time to see how the adventure unfolds. But until then, take care of yourself, remember to love yourself, and make sure that whatever you do, you keep those good times rolling. We'll catch you next time.